More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, finding joy. Are you struggling to find joy in your life and relationships? Let us help you remove the obstacles to joy in your life. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body uh, reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about being more joyful. And who wouldn't want more joy? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Everybody I know <laughs> you, right I thought, now. I thought you were going to say, not you. Oh, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely do. And I think everybody I know is is longing for that right now. I, maybe it's just my little corner of the world. But the people I've talked to in the last couple of weeks especially are just kind of feeling depleted in Mm -hmm. some way or another and perhaps you're doing fine but then you did the three-day weekend and you're thinking i don't want to go back (laughs) i don't want to go back to the world it depletes my joy a little bit to deal with the everyday things maybe this is something you you need to talk about today or somebody that you know is struggling to find their joy and you want to know how to help them yeah, you know, one of the things that we've been running into a lot uh, in the practice lately is an increase in anxiety with kids oh, so um, much, as they're yeah. going back to school, um, you know, after yeah, a very strange year uh, and things still being strange, um, going back to school right now is also is anxious in and of itself, but also the separation anxiety that a lot of kids are facing. It's uh, throwing a lot of parents into kind of a tailspin because it's playing havoc with their schedules and the parents who've been off work aren't sure whether to go back. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that there we're having is. to manage, especially at this time of year. And all of that adds up to a certain level of joylessness, you know, because we feel depleted. We feel sapped by things. So let's talk it out here today on More to Life. What challenges are stopping you from being the joyful person you'd like to be, from experiencing the joy in your life and relationships you'd like to have? Are there particular problems that are stealing your joy? Maybe there are certain things that are making it hard for you to find joy in your relationships with your spouse, your kids, friends, family, or even faith community. Or for that matter, as you were pointing out, Lisa, maybe there's somebody in your life whose lack of joy is wearing you down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've been trying to be their cheerleader or their supporter, and it's just like good efforts going down the hole after bad effort, and you just don't know what to do. Well, we are here to help you remove those obstacles to a more joyful life. Give us a call. The number is 877 
877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. I just think that this is something that we don't realize God wants us to have. You know, he, we don't really think sometimes as Catholic Christians that joy is something that is part of who we are, part of what God wants for us, part of what he wants us to live out to the rest of the world, and not some fake joy, like, you know, putting on a Walmart smiley face and just walking around going, oh, everything's great, but really a deep-seated sense of joy, not in just like, oh, yeah, one day I'll get through all this and hopefully I'll get to heaven, but a real sense of joy and peace in our lives that often eludes us because Satan really stinks. Well, and I think that uh, maybe understanding that brings us to you know our, our theology of the body point today, which which distinguishes between um, simple happiness and real joy. Yeah, because it does. The theology of the body really does remind us that there is a big difference between joy and mere happiness. And then people go, oh, uh, you know, that you're well, just course, splitting it, hairs yeah. because I can't ever really be happy. Yeah, exactly. you know, we tend <laughs> to think not that... what we mean. Yeah, because we, we do confuse them. We do think that, that joy is a product of stepping away from life and finding little ways to enjoy ourselves or stepping away from stress. And that is important. It really is. But the feeling we get from doing this isn't actually joy itself. It is happiness. And happiness is good. It's really good. And we all want it. But it is fleeting. Because happiness only lasts as long as that pleasure sticks around or that stress stays away. And we especially know these days that isn't very long, usually. But joy is the fruit that comes from intentionally trying to do whatever you can do to live a more meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life every single day. And I want to say this is not just a theological point. Um, All the research in the field of positive psychology, which Mm -hmm. studies happiness, uh, says exactly the same thing, that there's sort of a, a big difference between what psychologists, positive psychologists, will call sort of simple happiness uh, or enjoyment um, versus real joy or what they call authentic happiness and here's the difference again joy is that quality that allows us to have a deeper sense of rightness and contentment about our lives even when things are you know, kind of crazy or, or not going as we wish they would you know whether things are going the way we'd like or not in this particular moment joy enables us to look at the bigger picture. It allows us to feel good about where we've been and where we're going, even if right now leaves a little bit to be desired. You know, joyful people are able to find meaningfulness in whatever they're going through. They look for ways to use their experiences, good and bad, to draw closer to the people that they love and that love them. And they try hard to see everything they go through as an opportunity to learn something, to become a better, stronger, healthier version of themselves. Other people endure life and the problems they face. Joyful people live life and work to learn from their struggles. So unlike happiness, you know, because joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, you, you can't pursue joy directly by doing this thing or avoiding that thing. Cultivating joy means dedicating yourself to a life of meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue, 
regardless of your circumstances. Well, one of the things that I love about knowing this is, A, it puts us in cooperation with God. You know, our creator God wants us to have all of this. And he gives us the power, even on our weakest days, to look at those three questions and say, am I doing this? How can I do this in these little ways today? But it also gives us power back. It's not, we no longer have to depend just purely on how we're feeling in the moment, how things worked out in this, that, or the other thing that, that's bothering us. It gives us a chance to say, wait a minute, I'm still a son or daughter of God in the midst of all of these circumstances, and what can I do in order to, to live a little bit more meaningfully in this moment? make a connection with someone in my life or with God himself by upping my prayer life or live and pick a more virtuous way to handle this rather than sinking into the depths of it or getting angry or just letting things be. We can find a virtue to work on in that moment. And when we do those things, we're inviting the Holy Spirit into the moment. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us joy, but also can change every circumstance we have. And I think this lets, a, lets some of the pressure off because, you know, I, so? I, well, I talk to people all day who are struggling, who are suffering in some way, and who sure. then kind of make that problem worse by feeling guilty that they're not, you know, joyful in the sense of happy right. while they're going through it. Right. But when we're able to understand what joy really is, you know, you can be going through a tough time and even not be feeling great about it. I'm maybe even feeling miserable. I mean, because yeah. frustrating things are frustrating and sad things are sad and, and all the rest, right? Um, but you can still see where you've come from and know where you're going and know that God is in control, that you have people who love you, that it's possible to be your best self in the face of all of this, and that with God's grace, you're going to get through it. And that's what real joy is all about. Um, and so let's let us help you connect with that joy in your life. Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. And let us help you help the people in your life who are struggling today. Who you're saying, I don't know how to reach out for this person who's really not feeling the joy, but really needs the support that I can give them. But I don't know how to do it. We're here for any circumstance where you think. I could use a little bit more joy in my life, and so could my people. Give us a call today at eight seven seven. Five seven three seven eight two five. That's five seven seven. Oh, yep. I, I'm sorry, eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. My brain went on a little vacation for That's two seconds. Okay. Well, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls in, in the, the name of the, of the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you, and we bring to you today all the things that either threaten or undermine or steal our joy. Help us, Lord, to remember that joy isn't always walking around with a smiley face on, pretending that things are better than they really are, but that joy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit that comes from remembering all the ways that you've shown up for us in the past, having hope in your willingness to show up for us in the future, and to intentionally look for the ways that you are showing up for us today. Help us to embrace the joy that comes from seeking to live meaningfully by responding well to everything that we encounter, by drawing closer to the people that you've placed in our lives to love us and be loved by us. 
and by using everything that happens as an opportunity to learn and to grow and become the whole healed godly grace-filled people you created us to be let us be joyful people rejoicing in your grace your providence your mercy and your love we ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name, in the name of the, the Father, Father and the, the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, our show is titled Finding Joy. What are the challenges that are stopping you from being as joyful as you'd like in your life or your relationships? Are there particular problems making it hard to be the joyful person you wish you could be? Maybe there are certain things that are making it difficult for, your, for you to find joy in your relationship with your spouse or your kids, your friends, your family, your faith community. For that matter, maybe someone you care about is lacking joy and it's wearing you down. Let us help you overcome the obstacles to a more joyful life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Alice, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Louisiana. Hi, Alice. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, Dr. Craig. Good morning, Lisa. Um, I live in Madrid, Louisiana, and of course, we're going you know, from, the, from the side of the Sure. Like, Hurricane, you know, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and everybody's tired. Uh, I evacuated, was able to evacuate with my oldest son. I'm just saying, everybody's so exhausted. It's, of course. I, I don't know. All I can think is thank God for my sons who are uh, helping me. Yeah, I'm 70, so they helping me, uh, let me stay with them and stuff. And mm -hmm. they just want to take me. I see everybody's so exhausted. Okay. And electricity you know, coming back slowly, but they say one day, but we don't know if that's going to be able to be done. It's just so hard to watch all this happen. Sure. Oh, of course, course I didn't is. hit the day. I didn't hit the day of Katrina. Uh, you know, 16 years difference than my husband died two days after Katrina. So. Oh, oh I am so, so sorry. sorry. Look, Alice, I, I want to say this up front, and to anybody else who's going through a really terrible time right now. Because there are so many ways to go through a terrible time, and there's a lot of that going on. Being joyful in the face of struggles does not, as Lisa said earlier, mean putting on a fake smiley face and pretending that everything is okay. You know, terrible things are terrible. Frustrating things are frustrating. Sad things are sad. It's okay. And grief is, is something that God allows us to help heal. We don't just shut down and say, we lost this, this very important thing or that's treasured person in our lives and we're just going to pretend everything's fine. Grief is part of the process of being a human. And it's okay to feel all of those things. None of that is a count against joy and you might be saying well how is it that I could feel exhausted or grieving or angry and still be joyful well again it goes back to the distinction we made earlier in the program being joyful does not mean bouncing up and down and saying yay as you look at the ruins of your life it means looking at the problems that you're facing the very real problems that you're facing and actively working to remind yourself of all the ways that God has shown up for you before all the ways that God is showing you, uh, showing up for you in this moment, the little things that he's doing to get you through the day. Well, like you even said, Alice, you're so grateful that your son helped you, that you were able to evacuate. That doesn't 
erase all the struggle you're going through, all all that your entire area is going through, the pain that it brings back of losing your spouse right after Katrina. It doesn't erase that, but it lifts it and it says, okay, there are things here that I can connect with God in. And, and the challenge for the Christian who is facing the kind of horrific things that you're facing right now um, is this. Do we face our problems cultivating a spirit of desperation or do we face our problems striving to be an inspiration you know i i a long time ago i i used to do a lot of work um with with hospice patients those are folks who are terminally ill and there were some patients that were suffering uh, tremendously and facing the end of their lives but there was just something about the way they worked really hard to be generous and thoughtful to the people who were taking care of them to try to do what they could to bring a smile to the face of those around them even in their pain and struggle they were inspiring and they found joy in being able to make a difference in the lives of those who were taking care of them even while they were facing the severe agony, agony that, they were facing. that they were facing yeah. we can all work to be inspiration instead of cultivating that spirit of desperation when we're facing problems. And I'm not saying that's easy, okay? Not, I also want to add to this. When we are blessed with people that we are close to in our lives, when we, when we talk about the, the intimate part of you know, living uh, a meaningful, intimate, and virtuous life, if you're blessed to have your son in your life right now, that's, you, you lean into that and you rejoice in that. And you let him know how much you appreciate him and how much you love him. If you have neighbors around you that you can say, we're going to get through this together. How, how can we do this one thing together? You make those intimate connections. That, that really does give you a sense of, we're going to get through this. I'm going to be able to get through this. And I encourage you to do that as well. And that's what looking for joy in difficult circumstances is really all about. It takes real work and it takes real effort. But if you do the work and you make the effort, you're going to find that you're able to get through whatever you're going through bit, yeah. much easier and in a way that allows you to stay connected to God allows you to find meaning in the experience, allows you to draw closer to the people who love you and are loved by you, and allows you to take lessons moving forward that help you become more of the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person you were created to be. And I would really encourage you, Alice, to just, when you just can't, and that's going to be a zillion times every single day till everything starts to get normal and even sometimes it'll revisit you as you know you made it through Katrina that's where we say come Holy Spirit if we can't say any other prayer we say come Holy Spirit I can't do this by myself let me see you connect me with joy get rid of Satan in my life help me connect with God and show not me just how to wait be that inspiration show me today. what you want me to do today and how to how to get through this and be an inspiration call upon the Holy Spirit constantly constantly doing that because as as greg was saying you know satan wants us to actively work on our despair 
we have to actively lean into inviting God into our hearts and our lives and show us where he is. Amen. Alice, I'm, we're going to add you and all those you love and all those affected oh, by the well, hurricane to our More to Life we'll prayer list. We've been praying, praying for them, but we, you and specific, particularly you and your family, we're adding to our More to Life prayer list. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us again. But please take to heart again, whatever you're feeling, you have a right to feel the anger, the grief, the sadness, the frustration. But know that even in the middle of that, you can connect with all the ways that God has shown up for you in the past, the ways he's showing up for you now, and be confident in the fact that he will be showing up for you minute by minute, day by day, until you're through this. Thank you for the call. 877-573-7825. We're talking about finding joy. Are you facing challenges that are stopping you from being as joyful as you'd like to be in your life or relationships? Are there certain things that are making it hard to find joy in the people in your life or the circumstances of your life? Or for that matter, is someone you care about lacking joy and it's wearing you down? Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Joseph White, who will be sharing some insights on how parents can help their children be more joyful. Stick around for that and more of your calls when More to Life continues after the break. The Wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. And so I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. (laughs) EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And we're talking about finding joy today on More to Life where you or is or, or someone you love struggling to be the joyful person that you want to be? Well, let's talk it out. 
573-7825. Joining us right now, Dr. Joseph White. He is a family psychologist. He's the director of catechetical resources for our Sunday Visitor Publications. Dr. White, welcome to More to Life. Thanks. Good to be with you. Well, good to have you with us. And so we wanted to talk with you about what parents could do to raise more joyful kids, especially in this time where kids are experiencing more depression and anxiety than ever before. Uh, it, I think parents could use all the tips they can get. So where do we start? Well, I think one thing we have to start with, because nothing's ever going to go perfectly. And if our joy is dependent on everything around us being perfect, then we can't be joyful. So the first thing we have to start with is modeling adaptability to our kids. And I say modeling because... Kids are going to follow our example. So if they see us complaining about things when things go differently than we expect or not being able to handle situations, they're not going to learn how to do that either. So model being flexible, being adaptable so that they can find joy even in a situation that doesn't go quite the way they expect it to go. You know, that, that, that's a really important point, to be able to, uh, to model the idea that even when things don't go the way I want, I've got a, I've got a backup plan, or I'm, I'm thinking about what the next step might be, or how can I respond to this in a productive way, as opposed to letting those things defeat me. And I think that, that modeling allows our kids to really see the healthy way to respond to setbacks. Exactly. And connected with that, uh, the, the second thing that I think is important to do is to cultivate gratitude. So, you know, one good place to start is what, what, can, be, what, what can we still be thankful for or grateful for in this situation? What's, what's still going right, uh, even though something happened that we didn't expect? Um, but I think day to day, just talking about, you know, what was a good thing that happened today? Or what am I thankful for today? Maybe making that uh, part of family prayer, either around the dining table or, or at night before we go to bed. And it goes to what I was saying earlier about the idea of joy being rooted in not necessarily being happy all the time, but acknowledging how God has shown up for us in the past and how he's showing up for us in the present so that we can be confident that he'll show up for us in the future as well. Exactly. And I think finally it's important that we uh, that we play together as a family that that we have you know some time that we take just to goof off that everything isn't always agenda driven and and you know that that we're able to as um pope francis once said just waste some time with our kids <laughs> and i think it's important to do that especially when things are difficult when our family is going through a, yeah. a tough time or we're having a, we're struggling to kind of make ourselves do something to be playful together is just so important it's counterintuitive but it's so important yeah, and if you're wondering what to do, kids are good leaders on this. You know, <laughs> if we kind of let them explore their interests and say, okay, what do you want to play right now? I'm going to go with what, what you decide. Uh, sometimes they'll have us doing some silly things, but we have a lot of fun together, and it's a source of real joy for them. Awesome tips. Dr. Joseph White, thank you so much for being with us. And, of course, your website, sharingcatholicfaith.com. Great resources for parenting and raising faithful kids. Again, that's sharingcatholicfaith.com, Dr. Joseph White. We're taking your calls about finding joy. If you're struggling to find joy in your life or your relationships, let us help remove the obstacles to joy in your life. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Father Benedict Groeschel. Aww. I love reverence. Wherever I go in the world, I usually go to visit the religious buildings. And no matter what I see, I see reverence, awe. I've been in temples and mosques where I saw more reverence and awe of God than I see in Christian churches, even sometimes in Catholic churches. Oh yes, let me say it. 
And when I was a boy, Catholics were much more reverent and respectful in church. You never, ever spoke in church. When I was a young priest. A man had a heart attack at the beginning of Mass. I stopped the Mass. We prayed for the man. While the police were coming, the ambulance, they removed him from the church. He didn't die. Not one word was spoken. The police officers and the ambulance attendants who came whispered respect. I wish it were true today. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Today, many U.S. citizens chafe under big government and have actually turned anti-government. St. Paul, however, teaches that in some way, the civic authorities are ministers of God. Even King Jesus didn't consider it unjust to give taxes to Caesar. But we must never let Caesar or the king, the prime minister, uh, stand in the place of God and control our conscience. When ancient Israel demanded that Samuel give them a human king, Samuel warned them that he's going to bring heavy taxes, he's going to bring a military draft, he's going to favor the rich. And when Jesus, the true king, actually arrives, he dies for his people, because that's what a true king is willing to do. King Jesus, still on the throne, no matter what presidents, dictators, or earthly rulers do. And we have to remember, we get our marching orders from him. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Lisa Popchak. Many new parents approach Greg and I with questions about techniques to be successful parents. But this is the wrong attitude. Remember, your baby is not a machine. There's no operating manual for parenthood. Every parent needs to learn the language their baby speaks in order to create a positive, trust-filled relationship that is optimal for his or her emotional, spiritual, and physical development. The language of baby consists of touch, cuddles, and intensive FaceTime. By speaking this language, you are telling your baby, come close to me, learn from me, let me teach you what the world means and what it means to be you. There are supporting actions such as baby wearing and breastfeeding, but most important is your attitude. You brought this little person into the world. The best gift that you can give them is a willingness to give yourself in self-donative love. For more ways to build a positive relationship with your child, visit us at moretoliferadio.com. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about finding joy. What challenges are stopping you from being as joyful as you'd like to be in your life or your relationships? What problems are making it hard to be the joyful person you'd like to be? What makes it hard for you to find joy in your relationship with your spouse, your kids, whether they're little or all grown up, family or faith community. For that matter, is someone else struggling to be joyful and it's wearing you down as you try to be their cheerleader and supporter and nothing seems to make any difference. We are here for you. Whatever obstacles are getting in the way of you living the joyful life that you are looking for, let's talk it out. 877- 573 
877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk right now with Sonia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to More to Life. Hello. Good morning. Hi, Sonia. What's going on? Yes, what's up? Yes, uh, yes uh, I'm 60 years old, and I'm a, a physician, and my husband and I, and our son is uh, turning 28, and he's a medical student, but mm-hmm. he's had uh, struggles, and he perseveres, which is good. He uh, does pray, receives the sacraments, he's, he's, he talks with priests, but he, he was in a study for a board exam, and I know it's very stressful, but after six weeks, he suddenly calls us and say, I want to be independent, and I don't want to stay at home and study for another six weeks. I want to stay elsewhere. And he started saying things like accusing us that, you know, we pray, but we're not humble. And it seems to be like it's it's our fault. So over this past weekend, we said, okay, you can stay with our, um, in, a, in another condo of ours, and but you have to play with the rules. I mean, we have ground rules, but then... He's not grateful, and he starts um, uh, misinterpreting and telling things that we've done to him five, ten years ago, very angry and resentful. And we say, you know, why, Raymond? We we are very supportive of you. It seems like it's an ongoing issue that he can't seem to forgive and forget us. And we say, you're, you're merciful. We are merciful. Why don't you... You can be nice to everybody else, but why, why not us when we're totally supportive of you? So, so, so let me. So I want to understand this because it says it says you told our screener that that you're so, and it sounds like you just said it now that you your your son who is in medical school um, is, is was living with you, but now he's living on his own, but in a condo that you own and that you're letting him stay in for free. Is that is that correct? Yes, yes. He was living with us because uh, he's still in school, and right. because of the they did online, and then he went oh, to sure. a board review course out of out of state, which was mandated by the school. Right, but my point is that you're let you're that he's staying there for free, that you're supporting him totally. Right, and, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we said, and I, we know that we have to be firm with all the ground rules. And and what are those ground rules? What are we talking about? Well. Uh, you know, the, the, this condo is, is for, we have the right to say you can't stay with us. If you want to be independent, follow the rule. You have to keep it clean. Uh, you you can't use the car. Um, he said he wants to study and he's going to the library for it. And some days he'll stay in the condo, but um, he, he, he knows the rules. He, he'll follow it. And, 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 and he is following the rules or no? Uh, he just started, but we know he follows the rules, but he's just, the attitude is not he's angry and he's resentful toward you and okay so so look um i mean you're being very generous and i think that that's lovely um but i think that it's also important to as one of the ground rules being respect now being respectful does not mean that he's not allowed to address concerns with you or bring up problems or work on your relationship it means that he has to do it respectfully you know there's a way to bring up problems with your parents that, that is respectful where you know we're saying you know mom dad I, I you know I we don't have the relationship that I wish we did because of X or I really it would really mean a lot to me if we could work on Y because 
uh, you know, this is getting in the way of me feeling as close to you as I'd like. You know, I mean, there's a way to bring things up that's respectful. And if he was doing that, then there wouldn't be any problem addressing it. What you're describing is somebody who's kind of lashing out. Um, and allowing the fact that you know he's struggling in some area of his life to spill over onto you, and I think it's very important to set that as one of the ground rules that look, we we love you and we're willing to support you, but we require you to be respectful to us. And again, explain to him exactly what I just explained to you, that that doesn't mean that he's not allowed to talk about his concerns or address issues or even bring up past hurts. It just means that he needs to learn how to do that in a respectful and thoughtful and considerate way. Uh, and if he does, if he doesn't know how to do that or isn't willing to do that, then he can find his own way. And he can find his own place to live. Um, that, that has to be one of the ground rules as well. And I'll say this, you know, I'm, with adult kids, you know, it, supporting them is, is tricky. Because on the one hand, um, you know, they, they need our support and it's good to support them. On the other hand, they can, they can resent their dependence on us. Um, and so, you know, it's this sort of double-edged sword where on the one hand, we're afraid that if we don't support them, they won't be able to make it. Uh, and especially, you know, a kid in medical school, yeah. you know, it, that's, it's, it's, um, there, there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of stress. So, you, of course, you want to support him. At the same time, adult kids can sometimes resent that, that ongoing dependency with their parents. You said he's 28 years old. You know, there are a lot of people his age who he looks around and he sees they're completely independent. Um, and so, you know, there's that anger there. So I think acknowledging that would be helpful as well and being able to say to him, look, you know, I, I, I even understand if this is difficult for you because on the one hand, we're trying our best to support you. On the other hand, you might you might feel resentful of that because you want to be independent and you want to have your own thing. And I want to work with you to make that happen. But you can't you, you can't poison the well by being so mean and disrespectful, because if you keep it up, I'll let you be independent. Um, you know, now. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if you want to address concerns with me, I am wide open to hearing whatever you have to say as long as you can speak to me kindly, respectfully, gently. Um, but if, if you keep this up, you're going to have to find your own way, and I'm serious about that. That is one of the ground rules that I'm going to lay down for continuing to support you the way we have. I think you need to be very abundantly clear about that, Sonia, or, or the relationship's just going to sour as he continues to take advantage of you and resents you at the same time for the dependency that he feels. So I hope that you'll take that to heart. I, I know that this relationship can be saved, um, but it's going to take you setting that boundary and insisting on that respect from him in order to move forward effectively. Thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825. Incidentally, you know, if, if you, any of the other listeners uh, are in the same situation, we do talk about how to set those kinds of boundaries that, that don't cut people off, <clears throat> but open the door to a healthier relationship uh and, and that's in the book god help me these people are driving me nuts making peace with difficult people you can check it out at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold again the title is god help me these people are driving me nuts making peace with difficult people the other title we've touched on today here is is called the life god wants you to have which is all about discovering God's plan when our plans fall apart. Uh, when we're going through tough times, when we're struggling to figure out what is the next step, the life God wants you to have will walk you through discerning that step, step by step. <laughs> and right now, you can give us a call at 877-573-7825. We're talking with you about finding joy wherever it's hiding. <laughs> Let us help you uncover it and discover it. 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Patricia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Florida. Hi, Patricia. Welcome more to life. What's going on? Good morning. 
Good morning. What can we do for you today, Patricia? Well, here's my situation. I'm 64, my husband's 69, and we became like overnight caregivers because my siblings passed away, Four bro- three brothers, and they all passed away, so it's just me. So it's my mom's request that she stay at home and not go into a living facility, so we tried our best. We're trying our best to, to honor her request, but... It gets kind of hard because I'm trying to balance keeping my mom happy, keeping my husband happy because he didn't sign up for this, you know. So well, it's like, Lord. I mean, you know. he did. And whenever, I mean, you know, in a way, he. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but but you know, we, we, when we get married, we we're in it for better, for worse, for richer, poorer, sickness yeah. and health, and 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 parents too. Um, but but let God me say help this. Us. I think yeah. if they actually put that in the vows, yeah. a lot of us would go. Eh. For, for, for in-laws or outlaws, better for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, are we really? Yeah. Maybe not. No. Here's but. here's the thing, Patricia. All right, so I you know it's beautiful that you're wanting to honor your mother's wishes, and I think that that is a very beautiful beautiful thing and you know to the degree that we can care for our, our aging parents it's a tremendous thing for us to be able to do that what what has to be the deciding factor though is the level of care that the person needs and our ability to provide it and when i say our ability to provide it i don't mean that if we if we if we you know uh, if we you know adopted our kids out divorced our spouse quit our job and you know then what would we be able to do you know what and i'm saying got superheroes yeah, yeah, yeah i'm saying you know there's a certain level of care that a that a patient needs to at least bear up well under their illness if not thrive okay uh, and if you cannot provide that then it is on you to find a place that can or find the people that can. So that might mean bringing people into the home at first, even if your mom is kind of objecting to that. Or that might mean an assisted living facility for the time being. Because the point is, it's not, it's not, you know, um, it's it's not what does what does a person wish. It's what is it? What is really in their best interest? To love somebody means working for their good. And if I ask Lisa for something that is not good for me. She has an obligation out of her love to me to say, honey, I love you too much to let you do that or to give that to you. I have to give you this instead because it's better for you. And the same thing is true with your mom. You honor that wish as long as it's actually working for her good. But at the point where it's not and dragging you down as well, then you owe it to her in love to find a better way to care for her needs and and to find the place that can help her thrive and the people that can help her thrive. Well, and I will say this, Patricia, you know, as a mom, sure, I, I don't all of us hope that one day as we're passing into eternal life that we're, you know, comfy and cozy in our home, we're pretty healthy, we're surrounded by the people we love. Yes, we all wish that. But as a mom, I know I never want to make my children be so depleted that they can't care for the spouse that they're in a covenantal relationship with, that that they have nothing left to give, that they're falling into physical or emotional ill health. No mom wants that for her kids. And so you really have to say, what's the best thing I can do for her? And if she was completely able to say, I'm going to get up and be totally healthy and work for your good, Patricia. This is what I would do. And I'm sure she wouldn't want you being completely depleted as well. So I want you and your husband to really take this to prayer together so that you can begin to say to God, what is it you want for mom? What is it you want for our marriage and our well-being? Give us the 
the supports we need. Give us the insight into this so that the two of you are praying together and making this decision together. Uh, just as a as a addition to what Lisa was just saying, you know, she she you know, I because I did a lot of home health and, and hospice yes, work. Yeah. I, I I ran into a lot of folks who were elderly folks who who did not, you know, who who were so kind of blinded by their own fear mm-hmm. uh, of the loss of their abilities and those things that they that they couldn't see that they were asking their children to give up everything to yes, take care of that's what i'm saying if she was in and, her best self and, she yeah. might see it differently and if that's the case you still it's your call as her caregiver to make that decision all right so i just want to put that out there for for you as well because I, I know you said that in your yeah. best self but yeah I, but she was sure you know awesome. whole and, and perfectly holy she would probably say honey let's work this out in a better healthier way for all of us but the the key factor here is don't just worry about it on your own don't try to puzzle it out on your own you and your husband begin praying about this every day and really taking it to God because his plan for your mother for you and your husband for your marriage is what's got to win the day here so be praying together about this and also getting information you know really I'm sure you are but really being in touch with all the elder care services around you and all of that saying can we bring people in so we can get out for a date a couple of times a week or get a break do we need to have her in some kind of a daycare situation does it need to be an assisted living what can we do and what are the resources that are available to us I know that's a little harder in the last year but it's it's still doable Patricia thank you so much for the call I hope that these suggestions will help you identify the next steps forward and show you how you really are honoring your mother um, by looking at other ways to get the support you need to provide for her needs. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. We're talking about finding joy. What challenges are stopping you from being as joyful as you'd like to be in your life or your relationships? Are there particular problems that are making it hard for you to be as joyful as you wish you could be? Are there challenges that are making it hard for you to find joy in your relationships with your spouse, your kids, your friends, family, or faith community? Or for that matter, is someone else's lack of joy wearing you the heck out and you have no idea how to really support them? Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from James chapter 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. One of the dumbest scriptures in the entire Bible. Well, it's one of the most irritating. Really Did I shock like, you? You <laughs> just feel so happy because you're being put through trials. It, no, mm. that's not what it means. All right, let's go back to what joy actually is, okay? Joy does not mean plastering on a fake smile when you're going through hard times and saying, I'm fine. I'm fine, really. I'm, it's, it's great. Praise you, Jesus, for this miserable thing I'm going through. Yay! <laughs> it does not mean any of those things, right? When James says, count it all as joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, he means what we were talking about earlier with our definition of joy, which is remembering, really intentionally calling to mind all the ways God has shown up for us in the past, actively looking for the ways that God is providing for us in the present, 
so that we can be hopeful that he will continue to show up for us in the future. And while we go through what we go through, looking for ways to draw meaning out of the experience by bringing our gifts and talents to it and saying, how can I make a positive difference? Instead of living in desperation, how can I be an inspiration? Secondly, drawing closer to the people that God has placed in my life to love me and be loved by me. And thirdly, draw whatever lessons I can out of the experience so that I can become more of the whole, healed, godly, grace-filled person our Lord created me to be. If I can do that, even when I'm going through trials of various kinds, I can, as James says, count it all as joy. It does not mean I'm bouncing up and down with a happy face on saying, yay, I'm so glad I'm suffering right now. It means that in the face of this suffering, I see God. I know his presence. I see how he's calling me to be an inspiration. I see how he's drawing me closer to healthier relationships in my life. And I see how he's using this experience to bring out the best in me. And I praise him for it, even though I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And I wish it would go away. Amen. So count it all as joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Don't stick that silly, happy face on, but, but ask how you can be that inspiration rather than cultivating a spirit of desperation. 877-573-7825. We're talking about finding joy. What challenges are stopping you from being the joyful person you'd like to be? What problems are making it hard to find joy in your relationships with your spouse, your kids, your family, your friends, faith community? Is somebody that you care about struggling to be joyful and it's wearing you down because you're not sure how to support them? Whatever the obstacles to joy you are experiencing in your life, let us help you overcome them and discover the joy that you are longing for. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue. Looking for ways to help you be more joyful by the end of this hour. Stick around. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Turo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Does your brain appreciate stained glass for more than its beauty? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Early Christians couldn't read or write for the most part. Stained glass windows placed in newer church buildings became Bible teachers. These beautiful works of art inspired and highlighted various Bible stories. According to a study from the University of Waterloo, it isn't just our ancient relatives who enjoyed the symbolism of Christian art. Our brains prefer symbols to words. I know, I'm a visual thinker. Let's face it, we can learn from symbols and we can remember more about what we have seen according to the research. Solid visuals can also help us understand abstract concepts. Maybe you relate to visual thinking too. Catholics often practice visio divina, praying with or focused on art. Think of how an illustrated children's Bible makes the job of explaining Holy Scripture and God's plan for us so much easier. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, 
Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From Sponsored TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the Biblical Highway. In theaters September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the Biblical Highway. Information at Route60.movie. That's Route60.movie. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Finding Joy. Are you struggling to find joy in your life or relationships? What does that even mean to pursue joy? You know, we've been talking throughout the program about how joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It comes from pursuing meaningfulness, intimacy, and virtue in our lives. But that sounds great and all. What does it mean in your life? Let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. What's going to help you find more joy in your life or relationships? Let's find out together. Let's talk now with Nicholas, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Nicholas. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Oh, hi. Um, so I basically have this job right now. Um, I work as an aide to an autistic child, mm-hmm. and I've been finding myself, there's a little tension between me and the mother. Just It doesn't totally matter the details, but um, suffice to say, we've been having a few quarrels, a few disagreements, and I've been having a hard time being patient. And uh, I feel like I'm complaining about it to all my friends and stuff, probably too much, not in a way that's healthy, but just always complaining instead of uh, being able to rest, you know, in kind of uh, God's love. I pray about it, but then I have a hard time letting it go. And this is kind of a pattern with every job I have. I usually find myself getting very negative about the work I have to do. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my situation. So when you, when you think about the work and, you, and you, when you think about the feedback that this mom is giving you, what is what it, not not on a logical level, but on an emotional level, what does it mean to you, or how does it feel that you're being treated well, that way? sometimes, like, I have my personal feelings. Um, like, sometimes I've shown up late to work, so sometimes it's it's just that, you know, that hard pill of knowing I screwed up. And other times it's definitely, you know, I haven't done anything wrong, and so there's an unfairness to it. Yeah, and I, and I think that, that um, there, there's, a, there's something in psychology called the fairness fallacy, the idea that, you know, I, I mean, you know, thing, or, or the tyranny of the shoulds, right? There's this idea that things should be a certain way, and we get really frustrated when they're not that way, uh, and we can kind of get caught up in it. Now, that doesn't mean that things shouldn't be a certain way. We should have world peace, right? But we have to deal with the fact that we don't and, and, and recognize, okay, in this world, in this broken world we live in, how can we be the best people we can be? So, you know, when, when you get caught up in this idea of, well, that's not fair, the, the, it's not, that's not really the question. The question is, how can I respond to this unfairness in a way that allows me to be a, make a positive difference in this situation? Sometimes that means bearing that wrong patiently. Sometimes that means finding a, a constructive way to raise your concern. But ultimately, it means learning how to get control of your own reactions so that you can work for the good of the patient that you're serving. In this case, this, this young person who is struggling with, uh, with autism spectrum disorder. Right, so it's, it's, when, you, when you catch yourself going into that, this isn't fair place, 
acknowledge it, say, yeah, it's not fair. But then ask yourself, how can I still be a positive difference in this situation instead of playing the victim card uh, and just dwelling in the fact that life isn't fair? Because it isn't fair. But you can still be an inspiration rather than cultivating that spirit of negative desperation that we've been talking about through the program. Nicholas, thank you so much for your call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here on the program. And listeners, if you're looking for resources to help you live a more joyful and abundant life, check out The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about discovering God's plan when our plans aren't working out the way we wish. That's The Life God Wants You to Have at CatholicCounselors.com. Have a blessed day, folks. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.